The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. It is Anton with you on the Hard Shoulder this evening. We were speaking earlier on about the weather this morning and I know that a lot of people around the country would be saying, well, it was fine, it wasn't that bad. Dublin wasn't great and there were certain patches of Dublin that were particularly not great. Um, I this morning um, looked out the window and saw snow and thought, well, it's not that bad. And usually if there's relatively mild snow in the suburban areas, by the time you get to the main roads, well, it tends to be gone because the buses have been going up and down and it should be fine to take my motorbike. So on the grounds that there are, to quote the, to paraphrase the departed, there are people you can be late for and there are people you can't be late for. One of the people you can't be late for is a pre-record with a former president. So I knew we had to go in and meet uh, Mary McAleese because she has been proselytising on behalf of a yes, yes vote. So I thought best to take the bike just so that I'm certain that I'm there on time. So I pulled out of the suburban areas expecting the roads to get better. Roads did not get better. Roads got significantly worse. To the point that it became two or three inches of solid ice. But at this stage, I'm hung for a sheep as a lamb because it takes me so long to go back and get a car or get on a bus or get on a train that I would be late for Mary McAleese. And as I said before, there are some people you can be late for and there's some people that you can't be late for. And a former president is in the latter category. So I kept going. Moments later, I found myself lying in a pool of slush and ice while the bike slid one way and I slid the other way. And one of the things that I've discovered from a lot of motorsport is when you crash a lot, you crash doing maths because you're already thinking, how much is this going to cost me? So I came off the bike going, well, mirror's gone, fairing's gone. Please don't crack the crankcase. Please don't crack the crankcase. So I managed to gather it back up, have a check. Nobody saw it, thought I'd get away with this. Crankcase not cracked, although a lot of the rest of the bike in absolute ribbons. And dug my way in through the iciest, mankiest streets, um, clinging on by my teeth but managed to make it on time for Mary McAleese. Mary McAleese, of course, is uh, out for a yes-yes vote in the referendum. Uh, Coalition parties, likewise, all out in favour of uh, yes-yes, as are uh, Sinn Féin, Labour and the Social Democrats all campaigning for yes-yes in the upcoming referendum on March 8th. So I shook off as much as I could of the snow and the sleet and uh, sought to find what Mary McAleese's reasoning was. She was there with Tror. And uh, they were at the Carmelite Centre on Anger Street. And that's where we asked Mary McAleese about her thinking. And I began by asking her about the definition of durable relationship, because former Attorney General, Minister for Justice and now Senior Counsel Michael McDool has said that it will put us in a quagmire where there is no definition of what a durable relationship is. And therefore, it can mean anything to any people. I'm looking at this in a very different way. I'm looking at it much more simply saying, do I want to leave in the Constitution two things that I think we have long outgrown? One is the reference to women in the home, um, which is seen as anachronistic. I don't want to leave that in the Constitution. I would like to see that gone. I would like to see in the Constitution a recognition of all the relationships that are not based on marriage, uh, but which make a huge contribution to our community life, our family life and our, the life of our citizens and the life of our country. And so I'm delighted to see that particular uh, provision changed and the insertion into the Constitution 
of that word durable relationships. I don't have the I don't have the worries and concerns that others do. Let them argue their case and let the public make up their mind. I don't have them. But the I concern listen, as expressed by many is that you will end up in a situation where let us imagine a, a relationship. Yeah, I know the imagination can run riot and it can run down all sorts but of But it can run holes. into court. And that and, and let it, because you know what? That's what our courts are for. And that's one of the checks and balances in our constitution that there is the opportunity for our courts to re-take the words and, if you like, almost to reimagine those words in the context of the modern world we're living in. That's what we're doing as citizens. One of the things that was put into our constitution was the right for us to reimagine the constitution and to reform and to update it. And what I don't want to leave in the constitution after next week are two pieces of anachronistic um, uh, articles dating back to 1937, one of which um, recognises the role of women in the home, but really doesn't recognise the, the role of the family well, as... Well, can I go to the first of the, those? Can I just say, they recognise the role of the family as a caring community, Indeed. a caring team, and that's what I care about. But this has been an issue from the inception of the suggestion of the referendum, which is whether or not the deletion needed to have an insertion. If it were merely to say, let us take out yeah, this economic yeah. mm-hmm. role for the, the, the woman in the home... And leave nothing. That's one argument. It is. Why then would you be in favour of that being switched into durable, or not durable relationships, into a, a carer's undertaking? Does that not to some extent put the duty of state on the duty of family? I, I think that um, I think there is a duty of care within family, isn't there? And there's an everyday responsibility of care but for each other. But is that moral other. rather than constitutional? Uh, I'm not going to get into that argument, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's a reality that within families, we have a bond of care. That's what's recognised. And more than that, the new constitutional provision will say that the, the government will strive to get in behind families and support them in that that role of care. I, I like this idea. I like the potential for it. I think it opens up debate. It doesn't close down debate. It opens up debate. And it allows us to keep nudging forward with the kind of inclusive and all-embracing society that we want to belong to. I don't want to belong to a society where all the burden of care falls on one gender. I want to belong to a society where in families there's a recognition that this is a team business, that this is a community of care, and that the care is a shared issue. And I think that what this uh, referendum of its past next week will do was keep that debate going. And again, you have no concerns that that puts the Iraqis then in a legislative position or in the court in a judicial position where they end up with their hands tied in respect of decisions relating to carers? No. Oh, gosh, no. I think the opposite will happen. I think the debates will continue. Actually, that's been one of the one of the remarkable things about the debate that has been opened up by these two referendums. And some of it's been going on a very long time, much longer than the time since the government announced the referendums, that those debates, um, they are... They're a feature of modern Ireland, aren't they? I mean, it's no accident that we've had most of the referendums in the last 30 years rather than the first 60 years of the Constitution. Why? Because our... Our world is changing, our lives are changing, our country is changing, and our constitution has within it that elasticity that allows it to remain relevant, but we're the people who have to make it relevant, and not just us. Um, There is a role for the legislature, there's a role for the courts, but fundamentally the wording that we put in is what gives them and gives us the reassurance that we are reflecting this modern world we inhabit and that we're creating enough space for a future that we can be proud of. Two final things. Firstly, did you have any reluctance to 
to engage in the debate, given your role as a former president? Did you have a no, sense? No, I mean, I got over that long ago. <laughs> I'm an ordinary citizen now. I'm an ordinary There is no lingering now. legacy of the neutrality required of a president. Well, you, you tell me it. where it is and refer it to me and send me the written copy of it and then I'll react, but no. I mean, you might remember I took a, an active part back in 2015 in the same-sex marriage referendum and I, I'm long over that long over that. One of the great things about the Irish Constitution, the Irish Presidency, you're um, a first among equals when you're President, and after that you are an ordinary citizen. That's all I am. Final thing, your successor in the office, Michael D. Higgins, we heard last night that he was um, taken to hospital. He is apparently, according to reports, in in good spirits. Were you concerned when you heard? I was very concerned when I heard it, and I was very reassured then to hear that he's doing well and that he's in good spirits, thankfully. Former President of Ireland, Mary McAleese, thank you very much. My pleasure, thanks. There you go, that's Mary McAleese on her reasoning for why she's calling for a yes, yes vote in the upcoming referendums. If you were listening to the Anton Savage show last weekend, you will have heard Michael McDowell on that talking about why he was calling for a no, no. And therefore, on my show over the weekend, we are going to be returning to the yes, yes and the argument for that. So if you haven't heard the issues ventilated sufficiently, do feel free to join us over the weekend 9 to 11 on Saturday, 10 to 12 on Sunday. In relation to the referendums, a text to say, I'm genuinely concerned about the effect these referendums will have on men, especially men who are separated from their partners. Well, that is the the Michael McDowell argument, or at least the the impact of separation on um, non-family-based or non-marriage-based families, because it means that you don't have a divorce giving legal clarity. Again, something, as you heard, that the former president absolutely dismissed. Another, we don't all have the money to go to court. Another... What if a person has a durable relationship for 20 years and then they have another durable relationship for another 20 years? What happens with pension, tax and inheritance? The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.